Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. Coming up. Yeah, I started building a relationship with myself and I was finally on my own after years of being in a relationship with one guy after another. I I started going on this journey with myself. I realized I had no self-confidence, no belief in myself, um, no no love for myself, really. I'd been in a really toxic relationship as my first one. So I think a lot of demons from that started coming up to the surface. And you know, yoga just really asks you to, to look at all of that stuff face on. And it's really scary to look at the things that you've buried, but also it's so um, empowering as well. If you can be brave enough to just not look away and and make friends with your demons, then um, it's then the magic starts to happen. I'm your host, Danielle Collins, and I'm the world-leading face yoga expert, best-selling author of the book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga, and creator of the international teacher training program, the Danielle Collins Face Yoga Method. 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness, and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing, and serving millions of people in person, on TV, and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it would mean so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. This week I have the lovely Holly Hustler. She is an amazing sound healer. She's a musician, she's a wellness teacher, and she has the most gorgeous voice ever and plays the sound crystal bowls so beautifully. I first connected with her on the self-care space, which I did with Phoebe Greenacre, and I did a few of her classes and they were just so amazing. I wanted to get her on here to talk a little bit about sound healing and also how you can combine sound healing with your own yoga and face yoga journey. So I know you're going to love this episode. And before we get into this episode, just to remind you about the gorgeous facial tools we have on our shop. So faceyogaexpert.com slash shop. So today we talk a lot about crystal bowls, but you can use gorgeous crystals on your face as well. So we stock jade gua sha, rose quartz gua sha's and clear quartz gua sha's. So the jade is a really lovely anti-aging tool. I never like that word anti-aging, but it's a great way to describe how it really does gently lift and sculpt the face. The rose quartz is perfect if you have sensitive skin, very mature skin, or you have teenage skin. And it's also beautiful for morning use as well. It's a crystal which works really, really well earlier in the day. The clear quartz gua sha is wonderful for the evening. It's also very good if your skin often looks quite tired, quite stressed and unhealthy. I have all three gua sha's. I use different ones each day and I'm very intuitive when it comes to my tools. I like to have a whole variety of tools and I ask myself, which tool am I drawn to today? Also, rollers are gorgeous too. We stock beautiful crystal jade rollers and rose quartz rollers. So again, the jade is a great all-round one and the rose quartz is very nice if you have sensitive skin or want to use it particularly in the morning. And once you've applied your skincare, so if you're using something like Fusion by Daniel Collins Moisturizing Serum, use your gua sha or your jade roller. The jade roller is very gentle 
It's a really super relaxing thing you can do first thing in the morning, maybe when you're watching TV in the evening, you can really integrate it into your day-to-day life. It's very good for reducing puffiness, dark circles under the eyes, making the skin look healthier, improving the blood circulation, helping with lymphatic drainage. Very, very good as well for helping to smooth tension in the face, reduce lines and wrinkles. So absolutely to include a gua sha and I would say a roll into your day-to-day life works beautifully. We also stock precision tools. Now, precision tools are very much like gua sha's, but they are smaller and they work really, really well around the eye area, around the lip area in particular. You can use them in any area of your face, but if you have very fine lines around those areas, maybe you have puffiness, maybe your skin looks quite dull there, use your precision tools. We stock the jade, the rose quartz, and the clear quartz. And even just holding these gorgeous crystals in your hand and breathing has such deep effects. Never underestimate the power of a crystal. And even though I've been working with crystals for years, there's still a part of me which really thinks, do these work? Do these make a difference? But every time I use them, I feel something shift in me mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. So this is why I'm so passionate about using facial tools on the face. Of course, your hands are fine though. You know, go and use your hands for face yoga. Absolutely. They are the number one tool. I will always put those above any other tool, but I love using a gua sha or a roller as well. And people often ask, when should they use rollers and gua sha's before or after face yoga? Ideally do your face yoga first and then use your gua sha or roller or do your face yoga and then your facial tool at different points in the day. So I usually use a facial tool in the mornings and then I usually do my face yoga in the evening. That works well for me, but everyone is really, really different. So you can go to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop. You can also go to the link in the show notes for the shop to purchase these beautiful, beautiful tools. And don't forget, if you do want to delve deeper into gua sha's, into crystal healing, into traditional Chinese medicine and meridians, we now do the facial gua sha teacher training course, which allows you to learn these techniques and be able to teach them to other people. It's a full accredited certification and qualification, no prior experience needed. Anyhow, let's get into this week's episode with the gorgeous Holly Hustler. Holly, welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. I'm so happy the sun's shining finally. The sun is shining and it's a, a summer comeback. We're in September, but it's a summer comeback. So I'm thinking, enjoy it for a week because it's jumpers out, I reckon, in about two weeks' time. Oh, yes. My winter wardrobe is ready to go again. <laughs> I know. I feel like every year I say to myself, I'm really going to step into autumn because I'm such a summer person, spring and summer. I love the beach. I love the sunshine. And when that cold weather comes, there's always a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so cold and dark soon. But this year, and I said this last year and I did do it a little bit, but this year I'm determined to step into the whole autumn, you know, the leaves changing and the leaves falling and really just sort of enjoy that process really and surrender to it a little bit. Oh yeah. And autumn is all about surrender, isn't it? It's like you just look at the trees and all the leaves are falling and oh, see for me, it's, it's, that is actually my favourite time of year. I don't know why. I just feel it's really magical. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people say that actually, and I'm determined to just sort of step into that this year. So um, I'll keep you posted on that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How that goes. (laughs) 
I want to chat to you about. I've been spending lots of time this morning looking through all the gorgeous things you do. I mean, I've been aware of what you do for a while. I think I first came across to you on Phoebe Greenacre's self-care space. Oh, I um, love her. Yeah, Phoebe's so lovely. And yeah, I remember she's doing amazing. one of your, your sound healings there and, and you know, putting oh. my, my little earphones in and just surrendering and relaxing. And it was so beautiful. Oh. So I thought, oh, I'm must get you on the podcast because um you've just got so much so much to give which I think is just so amazing and what I'm so intrigued about is your journey because I know you actually started your sort of career in music and sound so to speak in a very different way because you're in a girl band weren't you I was yes I was in a very cheesy pop girl band for three, <laughs> three for three years yeah I mean I was so so lucky to to have a part in that band because really it was an absolute dream job at the time you know I was going through that mid-20s crisis point where you, you just don't really know what you're doing with your life and you think everyone else has got their stuff sorted and you're just floating around traveling the world not really knowing what the hell you're doing <laughs> so I remember coming home from um from travel Traveling. And I was with a boyfriend at the time and I was just sat in my room and I just thought, let's just go wild. Let's just sit and dream and dream big. You know, if I could do anything in this world, what would it be? And I just thought it'd be really cool to be in a girl band. Like I've always loved singing and performing. I was a very sort of performy child, you know, always putting on shows for the grandparents and stuff. And so singing and music's always been in my, in my blood, but I'd never really done much with it beyond sort of singing in school choirs or, you know, the performing arts uh, society at university, which was always loads of fun. Uh, and I don't think I ever thought that I was maybe good enough to have it as a career or a profession, or even that, you know, you could really, really do that, you know, do something that you love as a job. But anyway, I just sat down and I thought, let's just type in girl band auditions to, into Google and see what comes up. And I remember that I remember it so well. It just it came up on Google. And the first thing it said, uh, the first advert was, um, oh, we're looking for an up and coming. Sorry, last member of an up and coming girl band called Vanquish. Terrible name, but I had no part in play in, uh, in uh, <laughs> choosing the name. Um, yeah. And, and the three things that they wanted from this this last member was preferably blonde, between uh, five foot five and between. 19 and 24 and I was like tick 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 and at the time I wasn't very meant to be -y, that kind of person I didn't really believe in all of that but I really felt deeply that this was meant for me and poor boyfriend we were supposed to be going off to New Zealand to do a ski season the week after and we'd we'd bought all the tickets the visas everything was sorted and but I knew I had to go for this audition like it was a dream job so he was like, Holly, what are you doing? We're going off next week. And I said, I just have to, I have to follow this. So long story short, otherwise I'll end up spending the whole thing talking about it. But I went for the auditions, got on so well with the girls and uh, and I got, the, I got the part and it was a no brainer. I had to say no to New Zealand and, and sort of a year down the line, me and the boyfriend broke up because we just, we weren't really aligned anymore. And, and I just found myself just living an absolute golden life with my best, they turned out to be my best friends in the end. They're all my bridesmaids, you know, recording in the studio. Uh, we toured with Westlife, supported people like Little Mix, The Wanted, lots of schools tours and performing. So I really, yeah, got to got to live an absolute dream life for three years. But saying all of that, it's it, it was absolutely amazing. And I guess that was my, my way of doing music professionally for a time. But 
it's, it, I still never felt completely aligned with it, if I'm honest. A uh, reason being, we were very much a product, told what to wear, told what to sing. You know, we didn't write our own songs. It was, they were songs were given to us, told, you know, how to dance. And even my manager at the beginning said to me, this, you know, this is, it's a business. And yeah, you're going to have fun. But really, it's, it was, for, for him, it's about, you know, making money. And we felt that from the beginning. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, even though I absolutely had so, so, so much fun, I, I always just felt, oh, it's there's something not quite right, but I, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to just, you know, go with it and see what happens. And we ended up, the, the girl band split up after three years. We just, we knew we weren't going to go any further with it. We sort of fell out a little bit with the management who we didn't feel aligned with anymore. And we just thought, let's leave on a high. Yeah. Then, then after that, it, I went. I went through a bit of a. I mean, I could go on forever here. Maybe I should stop there and let you ask another question. No, I love <laughs> hearing the story. I'm mesmerised by it. It's amazing. Oh. What I'm really intrigued about is then how you stepped into what you do now, because in some ways it's so similar. You know, you're still in the public eye and you're still working with sound and music. But yeah. It's very, very different in other ways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what's so lovely, really, because. So after the band split, I actually went through, that was, I kind of went into my rock bottom actually, but probably a few months after that, everything was taken away really. I had no money coming in. I was living in a a lovely house in in Clapham, but no, I couldn't pay the rent. Uh, So I was, I started teaching Zumba. (laughs) I was a Zumba teacher. Um, I taught dance-based fitness. So, you know, ballet bar, that kind of stuff. And I'd done a little bit on the side when we were having the quiet times in the girl band. Uh, So I'd had some experience doing it and it, it just felt like I was taking a massive step back and I almost had to start right from scratch again and and really go on a a journey with myself because you know the girl band life was so chaotic in a great way but so full-on and very outwardly focused you know it was about what you look like and how how you sounded and you know people were watching you all the time so it's very much about self seeking validation through other people and so after that I, I split up with a boyfriend who uh you know we had a great relationship this was a different boyfriend. We'd been together about four years and, and it, we realised we weren't sort of growing together anymore. So I had a big heartbreak in that. I had to end up moving back to my mum and dad's house. So I felt like an absolute loser for doing that. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I felt like I was I was going up and then all of a sudden everything came crashing down. I was partying really hard as well. So losing myself a lot of the time and just kind of forgot completely who I was and what I was doing and why I was doing anything. And I tried for a little bit to also do some solo work with music and uh, I worked with some DJs and producers and I did some sort of housey, dancey stuff. But again, it, even when I was doing some top line writing, which I absolutely loved, it, it felt like I was just writing the words based on what I thought other people would want to hear rather than any of my life experience and what really came from my heart. So that didn't align either. So I, I remember sitting on my, my bed at one point and I felt really really heartbroken from the the relationship and heartbroken because I decided to turn my back on music for a little bit and focus on teaching teaching classes and I'd also at that point uh, been doing a lot of yoga which was really really helping me just to find myself again as it does and I ended up doing a yoga teacher training I went off to Thailand this was after about a year of practicing yoga and really just seeing 
the amazing benefits of it. You know, actually, I've I'd gone through this this world of looking outside of myself constantly to really being asked by yoga and the practice to delve deeper within me and and look at what was going wrong and and why I wasn't sort of getting to where I wanted to get to in life. And yeah, I started building a relationship with myself, and I was finally on my own after years of being in a relationship with one guy after another. I started going on this journey with myself. I realised I had no self-confidence, no belief in myself, um, no self, no love for myself, really. I'd been in a really toxic relationship as my first one. So I think a lot of demons from that started coming up to the surface. And, you know, yoga just really asks you to, to look at all of that stuff face on. And it's really scary to look at the things that you've buried. But also it's so um, empowering as well. If you can be brave enough to just not look away and and make friends with your demons, then um, it's then the magic starts to happen. And um, long story short, I then went on to, yeah, do the training because I thought this has really, really helped me in so many ways and I'm sure it will do forever. So I'd love to be able to actually just give back because even teaching Zumba and dance stuff, again, it was still, you know, focusing on your body and getting physically stronger and, you know, seeing muscle tone and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought there must be more to to life than looking good and looking outside of yourself. So uh, yoga was kind of the opposite. It, it, It started this physical practice and then it it became this internal journey and I thought I really want other people to understand how important this stuff is in healing yourself and then very naturally after teaching yoga for a little bit I was then led towards sound healing and I saw this uh, woman on Instagram and she had all these beautiful crystal singing bowls. And I was, first of all, just attracted to the colours. I was I was like, wow, they're so pretty. I just want to be near these beautiful bowls. And so I put myself onto a sound healing with this lovely woman, Carly Grace, who is my first trainer or teacher in sound healing. And I went along to the sound bath and, oh my gosh, it was like stepping into heaven. So I went I went in and you lie down on your mat, you have a blanket and your, your eye pillow, all these beautiful bowls at the front, all these candles everywhere, lovely music playing. And yeah, it's, you just, you're just invited to close your eyes and go on this journey of sounds. And she used these crystal singing bowls. And not only did, you know, I have a beautiful experience in the sound bath by itself, you know, you feel these waves coming through you and all this, this, this light and color, and it's just stunning and gorgeous. Not only did I have a great experience there, but it was, it was the day after that I really actually felt the magic of it. And I was lying on the sofa and I remember the sun was just shining through the window and it was a Sunday afternoon. And, and I just remember feeling like just a reset button had been pressed and, and everything that was sort of weighing me down just seemed to lift. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of peace and clarity and, just like everything's okay. And I, I just all of a sudden knew that everything was going to be all right. And then I thought about the sound bath. I thought, oh my God, no way. Is that something to do with the sound bowls that have made me feel like this? And so I went again and the same thing happened. And I thought, oh my gosh, there is a lot more to this than just pretty colours and pretty sounds. So that that then led me into the sound healing world. And, and so really beautifully, I was led back to music and sound through yoga, really. And I always see yoga as a as a bridge back to what you're supposed to be doing with your life. I always feel like it's, it, it puts you on your path to the thing that you're, you're eventually supposed to end up doing. And then I just naturally started singing with the bowls again. So my voice really started coming back and much to my horror, I was actually uh, doing a bit of sound healing in Shavasana and I just felt this sort of intuitive nudge to start singing and, and 
everything inside me was going, no, get back down. Like, stop <laughs> telling me to sing. <laughs> and I, and then I, and then I did. And, and I thought it sounded awful, but actually uh, people, you know, said at the end, that was, wow, when your voice came in, it was so healing. And then that then opened up a whole new world of having to rewire what I sound like and hitting the note into, okay, the voice is actually a really powerful healing instrument when it comes from the heart. So that's the journey that I've been on the last few years. And it, it keeps unfolding and it keeps getting more and more magical and um yeah I finally feel like I'm in a place where I'm aligned with what I'm doing so yeah (laughs) I love that so much and you definitely are aligned with what you're doing the lovely classes that I've done as I say through Phoebe's self-care space with you your voice is just amazing and it does something at such a deep soul level and I found you know in in lots of experiences of going to to different sound healing classes crystal bowls gongs that type of thing there's always something which happens afterwards sometimes immediately sometimes in the following few days and sometimes it can be pretty uncomfortable it may be a headache or maybe a lot of crying and other times it can feel like something shifted immediately and you feel a sense of peace and happiness and it makes you realize every time and it's funny because I mean I know this from my own yoga practice and I know how much energy sound actually holds in it but it still never ceases to amaze me and surprise me Mm. the power it has because I always go into it just thinking oh this is going to be a lovely 30 minutes or 60 minutes lie down you know in terms of (laughs) focus on my breath I'm going to relax my body and I just think of it in quite a I guess quite a 3d way really but you realize it it, is so much deeper than that oh my Um, gosh yeah and I know that so many people listening will have already gone through a, a a sound healing journey or been to a class in some some way but some people may be quite new to this and I know many of my listeners of course do a daily face yoga practice so they bring in their facial exercise and massage and of course mm. things like breath and affirmations and relaxation but many of my listeners also do a, a body yoga practice and a meditation as well what would be your advice in terms of bringing sound healing just at a very sort of starter beginner level into a daily face yoga or yoga practice? Mm. I actually think that's a really good point because sometimes you'll just go straight into a sound healing, which is fine. But actually, if you combine it with opening up the body, first of all, it it can help you to go a little bit deeper with it because you've prepped your body first. So I do a session on Wednesday evenings called Sound Asleep and I start with some meditation to calm the mind and then I'll take people into the body and we'll do some yin poses to open out the body and then I feel like it's a really, it's sort of like a surrendering physically which helps you then to open up to receive the sound healing. So if if you just sort of go cold straight into a sound healing, that's absolutely fine but it just might take you a little bit longer to really surrender into it so I think it's a really nice idea if you have the time to combine yeah either your face yoga or your your yoga your body yoga practice uh, do it before ideally I would say and then use the sound healing as like an extended shavasana and uh, also what I would say is I know people are, are time poor but I really do believe that taking the time to do these things gives you more time because time isn't exactly as we think it is I think um, if you take time to sort of slow down time almost 
from experience, I feel that time almost expands and slows, slows down with you. It gives you more time almost. And it's sort of a way of saying, okay, I'm here. I'm committed to healing myself and to doing these practices. So you're almost rewarded with more clarity, more ideas, more time. That's how I feel it works. From experience, that's what I've noticed anyway. <laughs> does that answer the question? That does answer the question. And that's, I think, so beautiful. And at home, would you say that we can, what would you recommend? We use our voices, we get maybe some little crystal bowls mm. or some, because there's lots of little sort of almost like handheld instruments mm. you can use, aren't there? What what would be your your sort of beginner's advice for that in terms of what we can physically use or, or when that could mm. be include our voice? Yeah. Okay. So this is two different things then. So if you're doing, mm. a, if you're doing a sound healing where you're lying down and you're the, the person receiving, that's your time to just relax and receive where you're yeah. maybe going on an inward journey. It's a form of meditation. But if people are interested in actually you know, using instruments for themselves, mm. uh, that can actually also be a form of meditation. It's just going to give you something a little bit different. So I would say, if you're doing it for your own sake, for your own practice, rather than for, for someone else, then I'd say just choose the thing that you're drawn to, because some people really love gong. And I'm not saying, you know, if you're a beginner, you're just going to go out and buy a gong. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you'd start off by going to a few different sound baths with people that use different instruments and then you feel into what feels good in your body and what you resonate with. So for me, gong oh, I get scared with gong. It's sort of, I know it's really powerful, but it, it feels like it's just, I don't know, like digging out my soul and making me so sort of inside out that it actually scares me a little bit. So so I've been to a gong bath and, and it's, it's amazing, but it's not quite my instrument. So then I've been to the Crystal Bowls sound bath and that, oh my gosh, that does something to me. So I'd say, yeah, try a few different things, see what resonates. And then you can just have a look online and just and just maybe have a look at the the instrument that you felt you you were drawn to so it might be like a, a metal tibetan bowl which are really beautiful but they have a different quality to the crystal bowls they're also a little bit less expensive not that they're any less magical but they'll just have a different feeling quality so that might be a nice place to start and then there's there's crystal bowls different level levels of affordability but you can also yeah maybe purchase a, one or two of those and your voice is the most powerful healing instrument of all actually and I don't think there's always one size fits all. I think sound healing is so intuitive. And sometimes if you if you go to a training or you learn things a certain way, you can get a bit stuck in your head. So it's like learn learn the few basics, get interested. If you're interested in sound healing, maybe book onto a course, but don't forget to really tap into your intuition. So if you've got a little instrument with you, try to come out of your head, just breathe with it and play it in a way that feels good for you. Feel it in your body, breathe with it and feel your way through it it's, it's really my best advice I think I think that's wonderful advice and I love how often you talk about being aligned and using your intuition I know that's something which I do as well I'm really interested to know sort of when you started to step into that because as we know you know we're born with amazing intuition oh, yeah. and amazing sort of soul purpose but there's always for most of us at a point in our life where we sort of put that to one side a little bit and we get mm. caught up in the expect it what people expect of us and what mm. people think of us and and yeah. we often put our own sort of deeper soul feelings and inner truths to one side mm. was there a point for you where you sort of said okay now I'm going to live with what feels good and what feels aligned 
The thing that's coming up for me is I was in a really awful relationship for um, six years, when 15 to 21. So quite precious years, really, when you're growing and uh, very, very toxic and emotionally abusive. And I had red flags right from the start. Um, you know, peep things, it, my intuition telling me this is not the right guy for you. And uh, but, you know, I kept putting the trust in because because I wanted to, but my head was saying one thing. Uh, I was being reeled back in over and over again when my heart wanted to leave. So I was constantly ignoring these red flags, which led me into deeper and deeper anxiety and, and fear and feelings of self-worth, uh, a lack of self-worth. But finally, I, uh, I, I'd learned to let it go and I, I decided to leave. And from that point on, I said to myself, I will never ignore my inner knowing ever, ever again. And I don't think I ever have to that day because now I realise how important it is. And uh, looking back, I'm so happy it all happened in that way because I learned so much from that relationship. And I think, you know, I've learned to see it actually as a gift because I don't think I'd be able to teach the way I do now without having that experience. And I think that actually, to some extent, you have to ignore your intuition to know that it's there and to know what's right and what's wrong for you. So I think it, there is actually some importance in going against it at times in your life, just to know that you can go with it and be led right. Yeah. So then yoga, I think really, because it, because you're asked to, yoga asks you to go within, doesn't it? It's, it's, um, it takes away all the distractions outside of you. It takes you out of your ego and your mind and it helps you drop beyond the waves of the, the thoughts and the mind. It connects you to a deeper part of you, which is where your intuition is. And you learn to feel rather than think in yoga. And every time I've chosen to lead with my heart, you know, coupled with a little bit of logical thinking, but just not letting the head rule. Every time I've trusted that, that inner knowing, which can be difficult, but it's just like a feeling that you, and you just train it like a muscle. The more you, you want to connect with it, the more you're committed to being there with it, the more it's going to, it's going to help you and lead you and be there. Yeah. The more I've connected with my heart space, and my intuition, the more I've, the more I've trusted and been led down the path that feels aligned. So it's just practice really, I think. Yeah, so I, 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 yeah, find that I always lead now with with that place. <laughs> that's that's so wonderful, and often we need those rock bottoms in order to teach us what we really want. And like you say, you almost have to have that point in your life where you are ignoring the intuition to then have something to compare it to. You know, to know what mm. really does align you. So I think yeah. that's so so key and you're right yoga really does help with that and, mm. and meditation and, and sound healing as well for sure yeah. yeah do you sort of have any particular wellness routines or rituals that you enjoy doing personally I mean I know you teach a lot of it but there are any sort of non-negotiables so to speak that you have in your day-to-day -day life yeah, I've been on a bit of a journey with this one. So I've, I've meditation has always been some, I've done it for the last maybe seven years. And I just have intuitively again, always felt from the start that I, this is something, a practice that I need to do. And I can't put my finger on why, because it was, you know, I started it when I was about what, 20, 20, maybe 27, maybe. And I just knew that I had to do it. I knew that I had to sit and just be with myself. And, but for me, it's, it's that for other people, it'd be something else. But I think anything that, that asks you just 
to get a little bit still for a little bit of time and do some inner work and inner reflection, whether that's meditation or journaling or yoga or sound healing, it's important to make time to do it. And I think I used to get caught up in, you know, I used to have like a set morning routine. And if I didn't tick off all of these things, then it would mess up the whole rest of my day and I'd feel like a failure. And I've, I've let that go now. I just think... It's important to be consistent, but I don't necessarily think you have to be consistent in one thing every single day. I think it's just making sure you do something every day, even if it's just three things that you're grateful for. Just just one thing every single day is enough, I think, to start shifting you into a positive mindset and putting you on the sort of well well-being success curve, if you like. So I'll sort of flip between, and sometimes also I feel like I'm going, <laughs> sounds weird, but sort of too spiritual and I get too sort of into the the spirituality of things and I get, I get sort of, I don't know, pulled away by it all. And then I just want to stick on Made in Chelsea and eat loads of chocolate. And for me, <laughs> like that is, I need that. And that's my self-care routine sometimes, not routine, but that's what I might need on the day, you know, and other days it's going to be meditation and sound healing. So I think it's just important just to tune in to how you are every day and what is it that I need right now in this moment? Maybe it's meditation. Maybe it's just to chill out and watch Netflix for a bit. Maybe it's sound healing, whatever. So it's, yeah, just tuning in each and every day because every day is a different, a different story. I agree. And I think that is such an important point because actually I think part of living with your intuition and, and being a spiritual person is also doing things like watching TV or eating <laughs> yeah. your chocolate. You know, I completely, completely agree with that because mm. we can go down the path of thinking we have to be completely present all the time, completely mm. conscious all the time and really aware of our breath and mm. all of these things. And yes, that is so important. But sometimes I feel like it feeds our soul just as much to give ourselves permission just to let go and just to mm. say, do you know what? I'm going to do stuff which I know is not particularly great for me, but actually as long as you're doing that in a way consciously and stepping into yeah. your power doing it, then I think it can be spiritual in itself. Um, and I'm exactly the same as you, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't really do anything, I guess, that's, that's a vice other than reality TV and dark mm -hmm. chocolate. They're like my things, but actually yeah. I wouldn't want to give those up because mm. I don't really want to be at the point where all I'm doing every day is everything that's sort of spiritual and, yeah. you know, because I think there's a level of almost perfection in that. And I think mm. as soon as we step into that, it's just too hard and you've got yeah. to do stuff which brings you joy as well. I think that's also exactly. really important. Yeah. It's, it's all about balance, isn't it? And, and like we're here for a reason we're here to be in our bodies having a human experience for a reason yes. it's not always about being well there's no such thing as perfect but you just mm -hmm. it's just it would be so boring as well and unrelatable you know you have to keep yeah. falling off balance to keep having the fun finding your way back to it and it's that's just life isn't it <laughs> you're so right we are human beings you know and we yeah. are going through that that human experience and that includes emotions as well of feeling every emotion is mm. often easy I think for people to see you know people like you and I that are that are sort of teaching yoga and you know are like to be spiritually aligned and, and we teach and share these things to our communities a lot to think that we are just calm and relaxed and happy all the time <laughs> but the reality is we're human beings and we feel every 
every emotion, we feel yeah. the anger. I mean, I, I'm speaking for you without knowing, but I'm guessing this is true as well. You know, we, oh, we yeah. feel the sad anger, the upset, the overwhelm, all of those emotions. Yeah. And you know, I've, my relationship with these emotions has changed so much over the years because this is the danger of society a lot of the time. We, we've gone through this sort of happiness and positivity wave in the wellness sphere, if you, uh, uh, however long ago it was. And, you know, this love and light. And it's actually, it's going to be a bit dangerous because it teaches you to just strive for happiness and, and you know, positivity all of the time. And I know growing up, I, you know, I was taught, oh, don't, don't cry, don't, and angry, you know, getting angry is so, it can be like an unattractive thing in a woman. So we end up just suppressing all these emotions and thinking that they're bad and negative. When actually, what a gift to be able to get really pissed off and to cry and to feel really sad. And I actually love having a good cry now. Like I will just go to the depths of my sadness and, and feel so grateful that I'm human enough to even be able to love so hard that I'm crying so hard about something. Because that is what it is really, isn't it? Sadness is it's almost like you've you've really loved something so much that you're having to, to let it go or feel sad about it. So it's just reframing the way you see emotions and, and not pushing anything away, but really allowing yourself to go into it and feel it and then letting it move through you and pass. Absolutely. And I think that's the key, you know, letting it move through you when it's ready and passing, mm. because I think we can often hold on to it for too long. And that's when it then becomes yeah. something which can be toxic for us. But actually feeling it in the moment, whether it be a few hours or even a few days, is completely fine, normal, and also sometimes very, very therapeutic as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's all valid, isn't it? It really, really is. And I'd love to just finish by asking you if you could give us all just one top tip for inner peace and for feeling good. What do you think it would be? Well, I know for me that I've found my inner peace through, it's not going to be some elaborate answer, but just through practices that have helped me to go within. Taking time to remember you know, who you are, which is underneath all the layers of worry and stress and to-do lists and work. Underneath all of that, we are, we're love, aren't we? Well, that's the essence of who we are. So it's, if you can take even just 10 minutes a day to find a practice that helps you remember that, then that, all of those, those 10 minutes a day are going to add up to you being able to tap into that inner peace more and more. And then that'll just become your your sort of default setting and when you get pulled left right and center you'll remember because you have that anchor that practice that you can keep coming back to oh no hang on I remember that actually I am peace so yeah I'd say just cultivate a practice that helps you to remember that you have peace inside you already I think that's great advice and if people would like to get in contact with you follow you on social media come along to some of your lovely sound healing sessions how can they do that yeah so everything is on my instagram these days it's uh, i am holly hustler no t in hustler and uh, my website is hollyhustler.com and yeah i run weekly sound asleep sessions on Wednesday evenings just before bedtime. It's uh, meditation, yoga and sound healing, which is really beautiful. So you can just book on via my website. And I also have a monthly membership called Soul Stretch, which is an online community of women where we practice yoga, meditation and sound healing. Um, and it's a really gorgeous community. So again, all of the information is on my Instagram, my website as well. So yeah, I'd love to see you if you feel called to join me. Well, thank you so much, Holly. You've been such an amazing guest. And I know that I'm super inspired to delve further into my sound healing journey. I'm sure everybody else will be as well. 
Oh, thank you so much for having me. I could talk for hours about this, but we'll do another, <laughs> another one. Another time. <laughs> we will for sure. Thank oh, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.